Welcome to a Lunch with Biggie, a podcast about small business and creatives sharing their stories and inspiring you. My guest today offered dance and performing art classes for all ages, providing a platform for self-expression and inclusion, encouraging every individual can shine. Please welcome the owners of Imagine Performing Arts Center, Stephen Johnson and Sarah Fanuck. What's going on, guys? Hi. Hey, I feel like Sarah's name should be first. I feel like she's more important. Ah, that's not true. You're so silly. Uh, do you want me to do the intro again? <laughs> no. Let's just keep it this no. one time, my name being no. first. Okay. Okay. Well, I appreciate you guys taking the time to, to have a lunch break with me. Um, usual question, what's your go-to lunch or sandwich? Okay. So if I'm going for my go-to sandwich, it is definitely a buffalo chicken sandwich from Wawa with just chicken, uh pepper jack cheese, the sauce, jalapenos, and extra sauce on the side so I can continue to dunk that over and over. And mm. Before you answer this, I have a question. How the heck do you put that? Because that, is that even extra top buttons? Like, can you even... Oh, you have to go through the customize. So you go to the like the breaded subs and then you hit customize and then it lets you just pick everything that you want. There's okay. also like this really good spicy jelly on there that I get every once in a while. Spicy but jelly. it's like, I forget what it's called, but it's like a... Um, a nice aioli that's nice and spicy. It's got a kick. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about you, Sarah? Um, I don't eat bread. It's fine. So, what's your go-to lunch? Like if, but I love sandwiches, so it's really sad that I don't eat bread. Um, my go-to lunch right now is at this little place in the food court called Japanatolia. Okay. So good. It's Turkish, and I get their salad that has like a beet an olive oil dressing on it and then their Anatolia chicken which he explained to me is like Turkish spices with olive oil okay sounds it's so good sounds delicious it is so let's talk a little bit about imagine performing arts center tell me how tell me how it came to be or tell let's put let's 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 back up first just tell people okay. like people are like well what is that that sounds great performing arts center where like tell people what it is what 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 do you experience when you come here uh, and you were to come into a Vito Mall and actually see you see your sign and walk in and wanted to take classes? Oh, that is a loaded question. I know. Because it's not just one or two or three or eleven things. It's a lot of things. I know. Yeah. That's what I wanna that's what I want you guys to talk about. So we have a multitude of different dance classes. We have acting classes. We have uh, musicals that kids can audition for and perform. We have uh, people who bring in their own shows. We have magicians. We have uh, murder mystery shows. We have singers. We have cabarets. We have straight plays. We have gay plays. We've got musicals. <laughs> like it literally runs the gamut. Mm-hmm. And we have improv. We have sketch comedy. We have somebody. We've Somebody recently just started doing stand-up here, and it literally is anything you want to be. We're about to have our very first burlesque group here. That's awesome. Yeah, it's what Steven said. So, okay, so, okay, so perfect. So now, this is present. Let's rewind a little bit. How did we, uh, like, tell people a little bit about about you two. Like, how, what's your dance theater backgrounds? Like, how did how did you guys meet and remember, this is a lunch break, so we're not, we're, you know, short little break, okay. I just, but I just kind of want to get an idea. So don't to give do people. like the 10 hour story. No, I, I, that could be for afterwards, be. but okay. I just want to know like what it is. How did you guys start? And then we'll go from how do you guys acquired and did all this? This is actually pretty funny is that um, Sarah grew up a dancer. I did not. Um, she was my very first dance partner ever and we are still together 18 years later yes like she was there for my first ballet class yeah at the age of 22 yes Yes. yeah 
So we took class together at a different studio and quickly just realized we were like two peas in a pod. We're the like gorilla we were, squad. Yeah, we're the gorilla squad. That's what we call her. I love it. Gorilla squad. We were okay. so much bigger than the other couple. Like the other couple was like five one. Yeah. And and I'm just like average height and Steven's tall for I mean, we're both like average height yeah, I'm humans. Like five, nine but and a half. Yeah, I'm like five six. And these people were like five foot, five one. And so we'd be doing these dances next to them and we'd be like, Why do we feel so gigantic? <laughs> so we started doing like gorilla moves and uh-huh. noises at each other and we just turned into the gorilla squad. I love it. Yeah. Complete with merch. Yeah. We do. We have merch. Yeah. What? Okay. So. Won't rival Deli Fresh Threads. So. So that that was 18 years ago. Uh Uh-huh. Now give me like the fast forward and tell me where like because obviously there was there there was kind of like an evolution to how we got to Imagine Performing Arts Center. So tell people a little bit about that. So obviously you guys have been dancing for over 18 years. So we performed together for a really like we I mean we still do but like yeah. that was our big thing is we were both teachers at a studio and that studio provided us with so many opportunities to perform as well we were in like an adult performance group and we did shows at the studio and through a series of events decided to leave that studio and at the time um, the previous owner of this establishment which it used to be called Penguin Point asked me if I wanted to run his dance program and I was like sure and so I started to realize that the way he had things structured and the way we needed to structure kind of just didn't, in a way, like I had to make my own business. Got it. And so I formed an LLC, Imagine Dance Academy, that was kind of like a little sub company of Penguin Point Productions. So we weren't, we were like cousins. Yeah. Um, I paid him rent. Yeah. So we were in the space with him, but I just paid him rent. And we started with... And then I asked Steven, he was still at the, the former studio. Well, it's funny is that I actually, cause I know we weren't going to talk about trauma or drama, but something <laughs> happened where it was just no longer a place for us. She left before I did. I finished out the year. And after that point I was, I was not going to teach anymore. I was just going to focus on my performing. And then she called me and I said, well, that changes everything. I guess I'm teaching again. Yeah. Well, and the thing was that was nice about it is he didn't want to actually he had a certain way he wanted to do things and so because we were brand new he came in and he said this is what I want to do and I was like great because it wasn't it like gave I was you an opportunity yeah and it gave him an opportunity to kind of write his own like way he wanted to do it whereas at the other place we were kind of pigeonholed into what we'd been doing for a long time and this was like gave us the freedom he was like I want to run a kids dance company like I want to be in charge of putting shows on for these kids and so it just ended up, then we found other teachers to teach, you know, we had tap and hip hop and I do the ballet and then lyrical, you know, so we had all those things. Um, but like we could kind of put it together the way we wanted and with who we wanted. Yeah. Um, so that lasted for quite a while. Like we started super duper small. I mean, I think my first class had like, two kids in it and I had like two or three classes on the schedule and last year um around I don't know whatever so October 2022 so I guess it is 2024 now yeah. sorry <laughs> okay. um so in 2022 I was like uh I'm this is getting too big for me to do and uh, 
a big portion of what we are trying to do and what I haven't mentioned is our special needs yep, we'll get um, programs. But I guess the reason I'm bringing it up now is because I kept seeing like, I need more help. I need more, like I had all these great teachers, but every one of my teachers had a full-time job. Like I was the only one that was working this full-time. And there's so many things that go into running a studio that it's possible to do alone, but it was like, I just wanted more help and I wasn't looking to be, in other words, like people had said, you need to start a nonprofit. You need to make this into a nonprofit, get a board of directors, you'll get more help, you'll get some funding and it'll be a little bit easier of a, of a road. And I was like, okay. So we formed a nonprofit before we decided to become Imagine Performing Arts Center. We were just going to be Imagine Dance Academy nonprofit. Um, and then the former owner of Penguin Point decided to sell his business. The nonprofit got together and said, why don't we purchase the business? The business? Why don't we just go for it? Because we needed, we needed actual physical space Yeah. Um, because we had one dance room and we were growing. So we grew to about 75 students by that time. And we were like, what are we going to do? Do we move out? Do we, if he sells it, are we going to rent from the new owner? Like, are they even going to keep us? Like, what's going to happen? If we move to another place, we're going to have all this build out. This place is already done for us. Yeah. So after we had the meeting, I mean, pretty much unanimously, everybody was like, let's try to get the, the money together and buy Penguin Point. Yep. And so... Stephen and I got the money together. <laughs> it was us. It was us. And I have a background in a theater too, so I was comfortable like saying, okay, we can keep the theater stuff as well. Yes. No, which I think is great. I mean, that's kind of what you want. Now, the interesting part, obviously, and we'll go more into detail on this, but like what I find very interesting is obviously it's inside the Oviedo Mall. Yeah. So it's not your t- your typical, but I also think that it kind of does provide, provides walking traffic. Mm-hmm. It also provides a fact where it's like, you know, you know, there are some dance studios that are kind of sketch uh, in right. some sketch areas uh, because, you know, <laughs> so because of that, you know, you kind of, it kind of works where you're like, hey, I'm in a spot where, you know, people can go and mm-hmm. do things and whatever. There's other opportunities and whatever to do there. So, yeah. Um, so I think it's great. Um, obviously, I, so I always like to tell people kind of how I met you guys. I met you guys because my daughter dances and also teaches at the studio. And one of the things that I absolutely love, which you've already kind of brought up, was the fact that the studio is offering classes for all children, adults of all abilities and backgrounds. Uh, you guys offer, you know, special needs classes. Um, I think I love the fact that you guys offer like a homeschool program as well as adult dance, um, which I don't believe a lot of places offer like offer these typical dance classes. I'm no expert. I'm just a dance dad and I just show up. Um, <laughs> but why, I'm just kind of curious, why was it so important to you? to you guys to want to be able to offer such an inclusive and be able to have like a special, you know, special needs classes as well as the homeschool. Like, I'm just kind of curious, like where the thought process came from that and like, and why it's so important to you guys. Um, should I answer this? Yes. Okay. So without me getting all teary, um, I just, I've always, um, like from a young age watching my mom care for people with special needs it's just always something that like without saying it in the wrong way, you kind of either have it or you don't where you just feel, you know, everybody has kind of like the thing that they feel the most comfortable with or that they feel really yeah. comfortable with, like in a need that needs to be met that they feel comfortable with, whether it's caring for the elderly or, you know, there's all kinds of things that I'm so comfortable around 
people with special needs. And I like just wanted to further that into something that I was capable of, which was teaching dance. And I was given a really great opportunity at the other studio to work with a couple of people with special needs. And it just like opened my eyes to this one desire that they have, that everybody has to be included. Mm -hmm. How incredibly beautiful and more, I don't want to say important, but like when we would spend time with this, this, it was one specific young girl that we would spend time with. And I was just given an opportunity to kind of jump in on a couple of classes with her. It was like, it meant more. It's not that the other kids didn't matter. It's not that, but it yeah. was like, there was just something a little extra there. And me just realizing like, okay, not everybody feels comfortable doing this. I mean, honestly, not everybody feels comfortable doing it. Yeah. And I was like, but I do. And like, I almost feel more comfortable in this setting. I grew up in a super strict ballet studio and it wasn't, there were, there were no games. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was like all, you so know, all business. yeah, technique, you better technique, be technique. trying to be a professional ballerina or what are you doing here? And, um, through like breaking through that trauma and, um, understanding that like that wasn't a healthy way for a child to grow up, um, body consciousness and all of that kind of stuff. Um, couple that with like just wanting people, everyday people who come in and are like, I don't know, I used to be a dancer or I don't know, I've always wanted to dance, but I just can't. Or I don't know, I, you know, my child would love to dance, but he's in a wheelchair. Like whatever it might be. I'm like, yeah. I, my, uh, my attitude is always like, okay. And what, so what do you, what are you trying to say? Like, like we're not stopping you. Why are yeah, you Yeah. Why are you, you? Uh, come yeah. and take a class then. Yeah. Yeah. We would love to have you here. Yeah. I mean, I had one of my first students in the special needs class was she could only walk with a walker. And it was like, just having her, I mean, you remember seeing her, Yeah. like she was just, it was just so much fun to watch how excited she got just with me, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I could probably go on and on and I know that this can't be a super long <laughs> explanation, but it's just, okay. <laughs> I love, no, I love it. And then what about the homeschool out of curiosity, the, the homeschool program? Homeschool, it was like, is that something that a lot of places do? Cause I think it's like a super smart idea. I mean, the fact that you guys are open, yeah, you're here that's all day. The thing and is most not? dance classes happen in the evening Correct. and we were like, and that was a previous owner. Like yeah. James was like, you need to hold, homeschool classes like this that's place like is empty whole, during that's the like day a whole market right there it is and we've got um a theater homeschool class and a dance homeschool class and they're both f very full and very like we have very loyal yeah people and they have formed these relationships and that's what the parents like they're like you have no idea like you absolutely have no idea like how much this means to my child to come here because they come for three hours. So it's yeah. not just like they're dancing around for three hours. Correct. They have playtime. They have lunch together. They are so creative. Our our theater homeschool program is led by somebody that is just absolutely amazing, Emerson. And she does sound. She does stagecraft. She does, you know, musical theater, acting. Like she does all of it. And so it's just kind of like, I don't know. Why not? Yeah. I think that's what my thought was. Yeah. No, I, and why I love that. not? We're and open or we can be. Why not? So, yeah. Steven, how uh, 
how do you balance working full time and also <laughs> working here? Like, I don't. Do you, sleep, <laughs> do you sleep or what do you do here? Um, every third Thursday, I get to take a nap. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, it is. So I am a performer in a local theme park that will go unnamed. That's it. Um, but uh, as a performer, we only do basically six shows a day. So I do have quite a bit of breaks. So I'm able to take my laptop and my stuff into work and work during my breaks. And people laugh at me all the time. I'll answer the phone. Imagine this is Steven. And yeah. they're like, oh, <laughs> Mr. Businessman over there. Um, for the most part, it's it's not as difficult as you would think to balance now when there's like certain things happening in the business that you know at the at the theme park yeah. um where you know maybe additional rehearsals or trainings or something and that's where the challenge comes in because then i don't have those breaks to help balance things out yeah no i totally uh i totally can see that it's always uh it's always tough but you figure out a way you always you guys always do mm-hmm. um so you guys went from the dance studio to Performing Arts Center. How has the transition been so far for you guys for making that transition um, of going from, you know, being just dance to now having a whole gamut of all the different things that Steven said that you guys provide and do? Like, how has that transition been for you guys to kind of open up the aperture and having to deal with so many different things and maybe some things that you guys aren't you know, as maybe as accustomed to, even though you guys are into entertainment and theater and all those things, but there's things that you may not be. How's that transition been? Um, I speaking for, (laughs) I don't know. I'm like, I'm going to say the wrong things. He's like, what? I I don't think different experiences. Yeah, I think you both, let's put it this way. Transition wise. I think we've done an amazing job. Absolutely. Like, I think we are rock stars. We, Steven and I, um, We've stayed in the black since day one, and yeah. to me that for we took over business, a business that was already well established with the theater side of things. Yeah, it was well known in the theater community. Um, I think the biggest challenge that we're having is the fact that we're not called the same thing, and and, and that we're in the mall, you know, and so. Yeah. Um, maybe not always taken as seriously as we would like to be. But at the same time, we, you know, Steven had so much theater background. He had lots of ideas. I think we all, we sat back in the dance side of things thinking, oh, if we were running the whole thing, this is what we might do. You know, it's, it's easy because we were here. Like we were in the space. The space was ours basically. Like he was very um, generous with us, like we were part of the space. We were renting space from him. We were renting one of the little, cause he's got, he had three spaces all together. But it was like, the whole place was ours too. Like he made us feel very welcome here yeah. and not, so it was like when we transitioned, it was like, almost like, okay, now we can kind of do the things that we might've already thought about. What would we do if we owned this? I mean, it's not something I thought about every day, yeah. but I definitely had my ideas of what I would have done. And so I think, that coupled with the idea that Steven had a good theater background, he's got connections with different people, um, and just some ideas we had that maybe hadn't been done here before, but yeah. you know, so what about all you, of Steven? that I think is. I think the biggest obstacle I went through is um, <laughs> maintaining the schedule of all the spaces and all the theaters and all the techs and all the classes, everything all together. It is uh, an intricate puzzle uh, based because we will have 
three or four shows in one theater in a day, depending on the day. Like we'll have a children's theater, and then we'll have a magician, and then we'll have a matinee, and then we'll have a comedy show. It's that was probably the biggest struggle with me, but I also welcomed it with open arms and was like, hey, let's go. Let's add more. Well, yeah, because I think the thing that, because I messed up like the one of the very first weeks that we were here, I put a floor. I mean, Stephen helped a teeny tiny bit, (laughs) but he works full time. We've already discussed that. So you also work full time, by the way. Yeah, you're here. No, this is my full time job. Yeah. But um, so we were putting the floor in and I had been like, yeah, I'll be ready by this weekend, you know, and someone had a play happening in the theater that I was putting the floor in that weekend. And I went in. I'm like, there's no way this is going to be done. So I remember like being so upset, feeling like this is my first huge screw up. Like this is just humongous. And I called the person. He's like, we'll just move it into the other theater. It's fine. <laughs> like, he's like, it's not a big deal. I'm like, Oh, okay, great. You know, so we've, we're working with people that, it, that love the space They're They were in the space before they're still in it with us. They're thankful that we kept it going the way it was already going. And we've, yeah. we've actually added some things that I think they're happy about. So, um, there is, there have been errors that we've made and we're, we're human and we're still learning. You know, we haven't even been doing this full thing for a year and, you know, every mistake is a learning experience, I guess. I like that. So, yeah. It's very true. What's the, yeah. were you going to say something? I was just going to say, and also too, where like people who come here for the first time, I, they are like, it's in a mall and they get in here and they're like, Oh wow, the space is so cool. Like just, uh, the little changes that we made in the very beginning, like Sarah has a a design. eye. she has like excellent taste. I do not. Um, so (laughs) she immediately transformed just the lobby to be more homely and more welcoming. And then people walk in and we're like, homey, sorry, not homely. Um, but people walk in, they're like, Oh my God. Like, whoa, this is a totally different energy. And now people will come and just hang out at one of the little tables and read while their kid is in class or that's get what work I do. Done or I'm usually editing a podcast here. See mm-hmm. when, she's, when she's <laughs> when she's in a class. So I totally get that. What's been the most rewarding and the hardest part? Mm. Well, for me specifically, we just did the nutcracker for the first time and I had one of the moms. And this is always the most rewarding. This happens to me more than I even talk about. But I had a mom take me aside absolutely in tears telling me that this is the first place her daughter's found that feels like home ever Wow! in her entire life. And she's 12, you know, and I'm like, and it's just, I just feel thankful that I, don't even realize that that's always happening, that it's happening, not just with me, but with the other people that work here, you know? And so to me, that's the most rewarding thing is when I stress about the Nutcracker being perfect and all the costumes and all this and all that. And then I have a mom who, cause we, we made sure we, we had numbers for special needs kids in the Nutcracker. I wanted it to be an inclusive thing. And just this child idea, you have no idea what this means to our family. And I'm like, I probably can't really understand it, but I'm so incredibly thankful. So then it doesn't matter if a costume piece fell off or someone's, you know, hair piece didn't get put in on time or whatever. Yeah. So 
it's kind of the hard part though sometimes when you're trying to be like you want it to be perfect but you also yes. have to realize like there's kids involved yeah <laughs> yeah it's exactly not, it's <laughs> but i will not. say these kids are amazing too they yeah. care so much yeah they put a lot of their own blood sweat and tears into everything one we just did a um a dance tribute to frozen and i was like dumbfounded that one of the girls came up to me right after our tech rehearsal and she's like oh, Mr. Steven I have a list I have to go through <laughs> I was like excuse me she's like we need to go through all these things right now I'm like ma'am like it was yeah. kind of amazing to see that they cared this much and that they wanted to put that much effort into it and then just watch them grow from when they were just a, a tiny little tot to well I think it is a, it's, it's a testament to what you've done with them so you've you've taught them all these things and now you're having to put your money where your mouth is mm-hmm. because they're like okay, now we're growing up and we see yeah. all these things you've been telling us and now we're not going to let them slide, which is awesome. Yeah. They've grown so much. It really has. Like it yeah. It was amazing. Just. Yeah. Hardest part? Sleep. All the, my to-do list. <laughs> There's so always 8,000 things to do. Yep. From like the most minuscule thing to, hey, have you filed your 501c3 paperwork yet? Yeah, because for the most part... What's taking so long, Sarah? It is Sarah and I doing, even though we have a board that helps with certain things. For sure. It is a lot on us to get everything done. So we constantly have ideas for things that are going to be great and a new addition, a new class here, a new this. But it's going to take a minute before we can implement it because we're just constantly on the go. Yeah, and sometimes um, I'm trying to remind myself it's um, done is better than good. Is that what the saying is? Done is better than perfect. Oh, I don't know that saying. <laughs> no, I don't know. Done well, is better than perfect. I, somebody said that to me recently. Kind of like get some of this stuff just done. Yeah. Instead of being like, you know, spending three hours on Canva, making sure that the, the text is the exact right font. You know, <laughs> I mean, and I, I that's something I'm learning. It's, that's hard for me. Yeah. I live by progress over perfection. That's cool. Oh, I, that's, that's a great one. That's what I live by. Yeah, well, that's maybe the same yeah. thing. Yeah, it's the same idea. Progress over perfection. Per- progress yeah, over perfection. And that's, mm. I, yeah. I tend to be perfectionist in some areas of my yep. life, but that comes from growing up in a ballet studio Correct. and a home. I won't go into that. And a home where you were kind of like not really given any sort of accolades or praise unless everything was absolutely perfect. Yeah. And so that's what we're, tr- we're trying not to be that. Yeah. No. And I think to be know? honest with you, I think that's like one of the things that I love about, like I love about imagine, you know, imagine dance, imagine dance performance center, like all of these things I, I appreciate because of the fact that like I've, I see it, I see it. I, I, I've been the dance dad that's gone to different places and watched my kid and how it is and vary the structure. And like there is, there is a found a great dance foundation and great foundation being established but at the same time, there's a lot of fun being had and I think and camaraderie. And I think that's like one of the things that I absolutely like love seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then obviously, as you see, as you see them kind of grow, because like obviously, you know, that's like the other cool part is to kind of see these these performers and these uh, these children like become better from where they yes. were years ago to like where they are now because you've built this foundation and this amazing relationship with them. And they're taking a lot of times they end up taking multiple <laughs> classes yes, because they love it. And so <laughs> mm-hmm. they're always here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are some of the things that I've, I've kind of noticed quite a bit. Now I know we've kind of talked a little bit about the Oviedo mall being, you know, a kind of location, but I will say this, 
that I, I admire and I appreciate the fact that what you've kind of done is you kind of leaned in, you guys have leaned into it though. And like, I've become very like, Hey, I want to do more collaboration with the community and, and things with the mall and stuff like that. Like, can you talk a little bit about that importance of being like being community based and being and building that community and kind of like that, you know, that circle with like, with like even, you know, kind of like embrace embracing what you yeah. got, you know, it's like, this is where I am. So I'm going to embrace it. Well, the thing that I love about the Oviedo Mall is it's all small businesses. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a couple, there's like three businesses that you would know, but then otherwise it's Malarkey who does handmade jewelry and the olive oil company and Cafe Natura. And there's all these different little businesses Our wizards and lizards do tie dye t-shirt. Everyone's got it, their own small business and it's somebody, it's a human being that has put their blood, sweat and tears into their business when we we just did a fundraising gala in december and like you go we went around the mall i have a, a couple of parents that are just like yep we're going around the mall we're asking for stuff and they gave us stuff yeah. <laughs> like because we're like yes here and even the big chain like um barnes and noble or their b dalton here but they're yeah. like we know these these people are our friends like i've yeah. gone to concerts with people at the that work that like we I, we have these friendships and these, cause I'm, I mean, I'm here every day. Mm -hmm. I'm like down getting my coffee. I'm down getting my food. I'm, you know, here, I'm there. It's a little community and it's so great because basically everybody's like, Ooh, the mall's like a dying thing. And I'm like, but it's still, the building is still standing and they're still renting out space. Yeah. So what does yeah. it matter if you go there and you're finding Abercrombie and, you know, Victoria's Secret, or you're finding a bunch of small businesses of people who really, really care about what they're doing and their customers. Yeah. And they're they're working for it. They we work I wrote a Facebook post recently, like I've never, ever, ever worked so hard in my entire life as I do at this job. But like it and it does feel like work sometimes, but yeah. most of the time it doesn't. It's rewarding work. It's very rewarding work. And it's like that whole idea of like you're putting in all this time and you're actually seeing the fruits of your labors. You're putting in all the rehearsal time for Frozen and you watch the show and you're like, oh my gosh, wow. Or you watch the Nutcracker and you have people coming up to you crying afterwards because they're so overwhelmed by it, you know? And so it's the Oviedo Mall has that feeling about it. Mm -hmm. The barbershop. You know, like yeah. the keto cafe, like the gaming just, place, the yes, um, like Calliope Street. Calliope like Street. They, like hey, they're just when I go in to get yes. a little frozen wine. I'm a doozy's like photograph place. Like all there's so many things. We have like the studio lot next door to us. Yeah, it was actually they a literally of mine just that moved brought in. us like a thank you card for being good neighbors. Like we just have a little community. Yeah. Because it's not like there's some corporate office somewhere. Well, you guys are all like, in it together. It, yeah. You know? And it is. It's like a bunch of, it's like a little hub of small businesses in here. It which really is. Which is the fun part about it. Yeah. Yep. And it's easy to talk to the mall management here. Like, because oh, we still have, you know, so management easy. of whatnot, but they're so chill and like and just willing helpful to help. And caring. And, and okay, so I will, I don't know if I'm allowed to promote something, but go ahead, promote. we are doing a fundraiser for us right now where, um, with the, the Vito Mall Carnival coming up. You know how they do the carnival in the mm -hmm. parking lot. And we're selling wristbands through Imagine. Um, and we get a portion of the proceeds. And yeah. the mall manager is like, hey, I want I want to give you this opportunity to do this fundraiser. I was like, 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> sure. You know? Yeah. But I'll take free money. Yeah. To help. I, I yeah, I was excited. So we're yeah, we're a great little community here. What do you guys do? Obviously, like you said, you're putting in um, more work than you've usually ever done when it comes, and, and obviously that's usually what happens when you run a small business. Mm-hmm. What do you guys do to, for fun? Like, what is your like? What's your detachment, or what's your thing that you do to like you know to kind of like <laughs> your time? Do you have you time? <laughs> that um, uh, yoga for me. Okay. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say like that's my that's my. Uh, I guess it's fun, but it's like, that's my necessity outside of work Mm -hmm. and just spending as much time with my family as possible because I am gone more than I used to be and one's in college and one's on his way. And so, um, my husband has his own small business, so he's always busy, you know, so we, it's just trying to actually be with my little family unit as much as I can be. And then my, my small group of important people right outside that family union that I like have neglected for the past year, but that are still so incredibly by my side. And so trying to get time with them, you know? So it's like, I can't even say like, I love doing puzzles, jigsaw puzzles. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's like my idea of like heaven is like just sitting and doing a jigsaw puzzle. (laughs) with like (laughs) I know it's so weird and dorky, but what about you, Steven? Oh, um, <laughs> That's a really loaded question because uh, I guess uh, because I'm always on the go and I'm always, you know, sometimes I will be working uh, all day at the day job and then come here and then before you know it, it's a 15, 16 hour day. And then so I really um, enjoy my time on the sofa with my dog. Okay. That yeah, is... That's- like, I want to go home. I want to put on a movie that is probably terrible. I want to sit there underneath my dinosaur blanket and just relax. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of same yeah. thing. But I've all... Your oh, immediate family. I Well, I'll say this. I um, have, over the past um, little, maybe more of the year, less of a year, have really gotten into cooking again. So that's like one of the things that I do at home. Like, I'll go home and I'll cook for my roommate and myself and just like really play in the kitchen yeah that's awesome. basically because the kitchen got remodeled and now it's a nice kitchen and so, and so I'm now like, you want to cook do it. this yes mm-hmm. i love it yeah steven you just um you directed is that what what's tell me about the the project that you have in the theater that you're gonna have are, are you know you're involved is it like your it's not the first thing you've written but it's you're directing it I'm, or yes it is a play a straight play which for those who don't know it just means it's not a musical it's just a play some people don't know they're like wait what because like, um in well in the past i normally play a, a heterosexual man um <laughs> but anyway uh it is <laughs> i got lucky enough uh one of my friends had a reunion of sorts from uh flow arts which was like a college for theater and all this fun stuff okay and uh she reconnected with the friend that she lost touch with who is a legit nyc playwright and they got to talking. She gave me the script. I read it and I said, oh, we've got to do this. You know, I want to direct this. I've never directed anything like it. You know, I've always done musicals and dance shows. And so um, it's called Orion. And it's really cool because I've got some really badass actors that are just killing the game. And the playwright is actually coming down from NYC to see it and do a talk back for it. He's making a very special trip just for it. So no pressure at all. But um yeah, it's going to be very good. It's about, you know, finding love, losing love, 
you know, giving love, yeah, kind of like that. You know, the way that people navigate relationships. I love it. And will that st- will people be able to see it on the website? Like, be able to like buy purchase tickets and all those things? Absolutely. So, okay. <laughs> so one of my okay, this is the thing. Um, speaking of the scheduling conflict, I had to push one of my performances because I accidentally double booked. And then one of my <laughs> actors is on a cruise right now, so I can't confirm until he's off the cruise. T- <laughs> so I can put the poster online. Okay. Um, what advice would you give someone for wanting to start something? Uh, my favorite thing to tell people is don't be afraid to fail. That's uh, I. Yeah. I am a ADHD monster, and I will make jewelry. I'll make crafts. I'll make costumes. I'm not afraid of, like, oh, I want to know how to do this. Trying to figure out how to do it, watching tutorials, and failing to success. Mm-hmm. Failing forward. Failing forward. I think I would say don't be afraid of don't be afraid of hard work and don't expect it to come easy. So those are kind of the same thing. No. But I think sometimes with the culture that we're in um, with social media, you know, our children especially think that things happen. And, you know, some of them do. And it's really annoying. <laughs> but <laughs> do you want to talk about that? <laughs> uh, not everybody's going to be a if TikTok it was, star. OK, Let's just be as honest. long as it was my kid that became a TikTok star, I'd be fine with it. Yeah. You know, if he was like, hey, mom, I just bought you a Lamborghini. Um, No, I don't want a Lamborghini. OK. Um, Yeah. The hard work is important, but it it really pays off. It's not just a cliche. No, I absolutely love that. Where can people uh, follow you guys? What's uh, obviously it's going to be in the show notes, but where uh, where can people go and see you guys uh, on social or location wise? So we're located in the Oviedo Mall. We are down on the side near Dillard's, Auntie Anne's. Um, So sometimes people get lost when they try to find us. We're at ImaginePerformingArtsCenter.org is our website address. Uh, We're on Instagram, Imagine Performing Arts Center. We're on Facebook, Imagine Performing Arts Center. I think that's it. You can call Stephen directly at. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram at Stephen Douglas Johnson. Yeah. And the cool thing about it is that, like, <laughs> what I kind of le- what I love, and Stephen, you alluded to this in the beginning of the fact that you guys can rent, so like, rent stu- yes. theater space. So like, one of the cool things is if you did have a theater, a, a play, a play, and you're like, hey, I've always wanted to do a play, well, now you have no excuse because now you can rent a place to actually do the yes. play. Absolutely. Well, and um, the great thing about us is we do a 50-50 ticket split, so there's no money due up front. Unless you're just renting our space just to film something that you want nothing to do with us. You just yeah. want our space. You can rent it. But most of the plays that happen here, the musicals, it's a production company coming in, using our space for rehearsals, using all of our lights, our tech, everything. And then we get a percentage of their ticket sales. So it's not any money up front. So well, with the exception of like the rights and licensing to their shows, or if they're doing something that's original, we get a lot of original works here as well. Yeah. Where there is just so we're it's very a little more effective. it's a little more doable. And how does that work? Know? I'm curiosity. How does that work when if you were to do like a play or something like that, and like have like props and like and set and stage set up and all that stuff? Like, is that something that they would bring, or you guys have like certain? I know, I know, there's like a bunch of stuff in the back. Yeah. Like, can you be like bunch of stuff? Yeah. So it's like, is it one of those where you're like, hey, you can use any of this, but if not, then you can bring it for when you do yes. your thing. Is that how it usually works? So yeah. we have um, a couple of resident companies here like the ensemble company right now is doing it's not it's only a play and they work with a set 
set designer that comes and brings a lot of her own stuff here and builds these beautiful immaculate sets, but also uses stuff that we have. Yeah. And then if somebody's coming into the show, we'll be like, you have access to all of these flats. If you want to paint them, paint them. If you want this pipe and drape, use this. Here's some extra lights. Yeah, we provide like a lot of yeah. basic Basics. set pieces. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And then since you've said it, you said it a few times, I just want to know, make sure I have my terminology correct uh, because I, I'm not going to call things straight play or whatever. <laughs> so my question is this, if it's uh, if obviously if I would, I, if someone were to say, Hey, I'm, I'm having a play, that would mean that there's no music involved, but if it's a musical no. or what's the, what's the, and I know this is, has nothing to do with it, but I'm now just curious, like where, at what point does it constitute from a play to a musical? What's the, is there like a too many songs or what, what's the, <laughs> what's think the story? There's some gray area in there, but a lot of times the musicals are ones that have plots driven by musical numbers. They're Got not it. just a, uh, Hey, here I am and I'm dancing and look at me. It actually progresses the plot versus gotcha. a straight play. Could, could be a comedy, could be a tragedy. It could be anything, but there's just not a, element of music yeah like if someone was singing in it it would be because maybe the character was a singer yeah yeah that makes sense where like a musical it's like people just burst into song like no apparent reason yep like la la land <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> we won't talk about that no we won't i love la la land i couldn't get past the opening I, that, that <gasps> shut bella and, I, bella and i turned i've tr i've watched no. it twice i've tried watching it twice oh my gosh the don't tell my daughter one, that the first one was with my with was my wife and then we turned it off and we looked at each other and i said i'm just not cultured uh and then the second time i watched it with bella and bella kept looking at me going what is going on here and i said this is what i was telling you and then next thing you know we're like she's like let's watch something else and i was like sold yeah. and i like literally changed it i tried i, I love know, musicals I and i love musicals i i'm all about and musicals I, I don't love musicals yeah See, maybe, i'm perfectly fine with it it's maybe just it's a musical know. made for someone who's not a musical person maybe, maybe. i don't know that's going to be the question, by the way, on my podcast is going to be on the thing. It's like, did you watch, did you enjoy La La Land? That's the question, by the way. That's what's the poll going to be because we're going to ask that anyhow. Okay. Um, awesome. That's our show for today. Thank you so much to Steven and to Sarah of Imagine Performing Arts Center for being, coming on with me and letting me record here on the, at their studio us. oh yes for sure um definitely make sure to check them out online you'll see the show notes uh if you if you're in the area and you have a, a kid who wants to like you know hey i, I want to do i have some creative idea and i want to do it guess what maybe come reach out to them this is the great thing about it it's kind of like what i love about orlando is that you if you have an idea you can make it happen and if you're creative enough and you maybe you have an idea, they're probably teaching a class or know someone who's teaching a class. So reach out to them and find out what it is. Or if you have a play, you have no excuse now. We have a place for you to do your theater. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to support me, check out my show. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to tell all your friends. Lunch with Biggie. Uh, you want to support my brand, Deli Fresh Threads. Uh, sandwich selfies all day. Uh, and uh, till next time, keep eating sandwiches and follow your passion. Thanks, everyone. Thank Bye. you.